Today's episode is brought to you by Nomad. Go to the Flathead's best manufacturer, Nomad is a longtime supporter of the local community and sports scene, celebrating 20 years of building great careers in mission-focused custom vehicles. Nomad, a Montana-based company making a global impact. Visit nomadgcs.com for more info. That's nomadgcs.com for more information. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Interlake Sports Now. I'm Josh Dugan, and we have a fun show on the horizon covering a lot of fall sports, a little cat grizz talk, and even a little bit of Carroll College and Montana Tech football talk sprinkled in. So we'll dive into all that action. As far as the fall prep sports update goes this week, we're going to talk a little football, talk a little cross country, and then close it out with some soccer action. Let's get started with the high school football action, starting with Flathead, who picked up their first win of the season over Belgrade to move to 1-1 one one this year under second-year head coach Caleb Allen. Quarterback Brett Pasola got the start for the Braves and was solid, going 14-18 through the air for 166 yards to go with 39 yard ru- yards rushing and a key first-quarter touchdown run that put the Braves up 7-0. The Braves' ground game was crucial in their win versus Belgrade as they racked up 168 yards rushing on 32 carries and both of their touchdowns came on the ground with Ben Bliven, Rattling off a 32-yard touchdown run in the second quarter on an option play. The Braves forced four Belgrade turnovers on the day, and the defense held the Belgrade Belgrade passing game to 33 yards total on a combined two of eight passing. So that flathead Braves defense looking rock solid, especially in the secondary, and forcing a ton of turnovers. Gotta love that. Overall, just a strong performance from the Braves. Something you could build on. Take a lot of good from that performance and looking forward to covering this team more throughout the season as they continue to develop that squad. Fun stuff. Next up, the Glacier Wolfpack rolled on the road versus Billing Senior Friday night as the Wolfpack to- took home a 49-7 victory. Sophomore quarterback Jackson Presley followed up a strong week one with another strong performance in week two as he finished with three passing touchdowns, one rushing, and was an efficient 16-for-20 passing for 270 yards Kobe Dorchus was solid in the run game as well, scoring a touchdown and finishing with 73 yards rushing on 15 carries. Grace Commit, Grace Commit, excuse me, Cash Gokachia had two interceptions on the day to lead a strong defensive effort from the Wolfpack. So looking forward to do what Gokachia does in the future with the Grizz and with Glacier this season because he's a heck of an athlete and a playmaker on both sides of the ball. When he gets in on offense, he makes plays and definitely a playmaker on defense. You can see with two interceptions. In other Valley football news, Big Fork picked up a 35-0 home win over Ronan. QB Tristan Hurd finished with three touchdown passes. Asher Nopik hauled in one of those touchdown passes and added two more on the ground to finish with three total touchdowns for the Vikings. Western B. Eureka knocked off Class A foe Whitefish 32-6 on the road. Tristan Butts finished with three touchdowns for Eureka, hauling in two through the air and adding another on the ground. Last up for the local prep football action, Columbia Falls continued their hot start by beating Browning 49-0 at home. Seafalls QB and Grizz commit Cody Schweiker finished with three touchdown passes and added one more with his legs to lead the way for the Wildcats, who are looking like a real force in Class A this year. So is Big Fork in their first year in Class A, so those two teams... When they meet up at some point this season, that'll be a game to keep an eye on, no doubt about it. On to the track and field action. Let's jump to the cross-country landscape. Excuse me, cross-country track and field. I'm always kind of mixing those two up. So let's jump into that. It's the Flathead invite took place last week at Rebecca Farms on Friday. According to to Flathead head coach 
Jesse Rumsey, this was the biggest flathead invite of all time, with competition coming in from across the state. As for our Kalispell schools, Flathead had a strong showing as they came in fourth in the team scores, and Glacier wasn't far behind at sixth place in the team scores. That was on the ladies' side. Bravets Jr., Josie Wilson was the top finisher for Flathead, coming in 13th place, and senior Lily Rumsey each and McKenna Conan finished 17th, 17th, and 18th, respectively. As for the Wolfpack girls, freshman Lauren Bisson was the top finisher on the girls' side as she set her personal record and finished in 14th place overall, just ahead of Whitefish runner Maeve Inglefinger. On the boys' side, Flathead Jr., Robbie Nuilla finished in 6th place, and the Braves also landed a 6th place finish as a team. Glacier was 11th as a team at the meet. Awesome stuff. Gotta love that representation from all over the state coming out to the meet here in town getting to enjoy the local area, Rebecca Farms, putting that all on display. So awesome stuff from the cross-country scene and to see our Valley athletes do well. Just a little cherry on top there. Always rooting for that. On to the soccer scene. The Glacial Wolfpack picked up an impressive 2-0 shutout win on the boys' side over the defending state champion Hellgate Knights. Liam Ells and Hunter Lazowski scored the Glacier scored for Glacier, excuse me, and sophomore goalkeeper Silas Young had 10 saves to propel the Wolfpack to victory. That's a big win to build on early in the season. Anytime you can defeat the defending champs in your respective sport, you have to be proud of that. And Glacier having a sophomore goalkeeper stepping up for the team, also impressive to get a win like this in your back pocket, build that confidence, know you could do it against the state's best. That's only going to help you grow as a competitor. On the Whitefish, as far as Whitefish, there's our other soccer update for the day. The Whitefish girls soccer team picked up two impressive wins last week as they knocked off Missoula Loyola 9-0 Saturday and Stevensonville 5-1 on Friday. Isabella Cook and Olivia Genovese each tallied hat tricks on Saturday to combine for six of the team's goals and Sadie Olsen chipped in two more. So, overall, two very strong wins for the Bulldogs to build on early in the season with some outstanding performances from key players. All right, on to some college football action from around the Treasure State, starting in the annual Copper game between Carroll and Montana Tech, and then we'll get to that Grizz and Bobcat football talk I mentioned. So, this was the biggest game on the Frontier football slate last week with conference powers Carroll and Montana Tech squaring off in a non-conference matchup Thursday night for the Copper game in Butte at the Alumni Coliseum. The Fighting Saints played spoiler on the road by taking home a 21-19 win over the Orb Diggers. Big Fork product and Carroll College running back Cormac Ben made his presence felt early with the game's first touchdown on his lone carry of the night. Talk about efficiency. Duncan Kraft led the charge for the Fighting Saints with a touchdown and 92 yards on the ground. A little bit more valley feel in this game. Flathead grab Blake Counts carried the rock 15 times for 95 yards and came up with a huge 39-yard touchdown in the fourth quarter with 4.51 to play. And that brought the score to 21-19 and gave the Ore Diggers a fighting chance late. That being said, Carroll managed to hold on, took home that 21-19 win, little bragging rights in the Copper game. Carroll College will host Montana Tech later this year as the two teams meet again to end the season November 11th in Helena, where the Ore Diggers will definitely be looking to get bragging rights back on their side and even the score with their rival. So, gotta love that. Big time frontier action. I saw on Twitter there was over 5,000 people in attendance for the opening game. Gotta love that for the conference, for those schools and those athletes to get to compete in that environment because that's one way to start the season out for sure. All right, let's close this thing out. A little Grizz and Bobcats talk. College football's back in Montana, so you know we gotta talk some Grizz and Cats. Real quick, here's a quick message from our friends at Nomad, and then we'll get to that Cat Grizz football action.
All right, let's quickly recap the games from over the weekend with the Grizz and Cats, and then we're going to air a few clips from our new show that I'm hosting, The Big Sky Now, where we're going to be breaking down one key player from each Big Sky team in that episode. But on today's episode, we'll be just playing the Grizz and Cats. So if if you're a Big Sky football fan looking for more Big Sky action, go check out The Big Sky Now. Follow me on Twitter, jdugan406. I'll be posting all kinds of Big Sky content. But we'll wrap this show up with a little bit of Grizz Cat action in the sense we'll go over one key player for each team. And most of you fans well aware of these players, but it's nice to just highlight their greatness a little bit more. So let's get to the recap starting with the University of Montana. The Grizz picked up a 35-20 win over Butler. And although it was an up-and-down performance for the University of Montana in a game where they were favored by nearly 35 points, we saw the potential throughout of what this team could be. A lot of moving parts, two new quarterbacks, new offensive coordinator, rebuilt defense after losing key players, new defensive coordinator. There's a lot going on. So I believe new defensive coordinator as well. So a lot going on with the Grizz. They get the 35-20 win. Highlights that really stood out. You see senior transfer QB Clifton McDowell was a force on the ground. He had 80 yards rushing and a touchdown on 11 carries. And redshirt freshman Eli Gilman looks like a star in the making. He finished with 19 carries for 119 yards and a touchdown. Real explosiveness in the open field. When he touches the football, he's a threat to score every time. I really liked what I saw from the Grizz run game behind that stout offensive line. Got to lean on the run early, it looks like, with this team. Now, that being said, Sam Bidlack in the first half was absolutely slinging it out of the pocket. He looked great. He did throw two interceptions on the day. But first game of the year, new system. You can expect the timing with the receivers to be a little off. You might make a bad throw here and there. In general, though, Bidlack showed enough to me that if this Grizz team's going to compete down the stretch, he's going to play a key part of it. And so is McDowell. They're going to go with a little thunder and lightning approach, I think. You got McDowell who can finish plays near the goal line. He can be a short yardage guy, or he can just run the offense. He did a great job of doing all those. And Vidlak, when you need somebody to come in and sling it, he'll be that guy you need. Get the offense going. Maybe the run game's having trouble. Sam Vidlak's going to be a key player for this team. So I'm excited to see how the Grizz manage it. Coach Bobby Houck's been very nonchalant about running two quarterbacks. We don't know who the starter is. We're going to let them play and just see what happens. And I guess sometimes when you have two guys with extreme talent, just roll the ball out there and see who does better under the lights, I guess. But I liked what I saw from both Grizz quarterbacks early. It was a feeling it out type of game. The Grizz would have liked to cut back on some turnovers and sloppy penalties, but those are things you can clean up. First game of the season, there's no preseason in college football. That's what this is. So God take it all into account. It was 21 to six at one point. The Grizz were leading. They start running the ball a little earlier instead of keep throwing with the big lead. Maybe we saw that a little too much last year from the University of Montana. They probably run away with that one. But that being said, like I said, this is a feeling it out type of game. New OC, new quarterbacks, new system essentially. Maybe they wanted to experiment, see what they had a little with the two quarterbacks instead of going ultra conservative in the first half, pounding the rock and running out the clock. Because felt like the Grizz could have probably done that and ran away with it, and we'd be talking about a different story. Maybe they were just experimenting a little. It's week one. You get it out now. Get out those bumps and bruises. Figure out what works, what doesn't. And then that way when Big Sky Conference play – Starts in a couple weeks, the Grizz are ready to roll. So I'm not concerned at all after week one. A win's a win. Got to get that week one dub. Regardless, it's never going to be easy. You see a lot of upsets week one as far as teams you don't expect to compete at the FBS level. I believe Texas State got a big upset. It happens. So, hey, Grizz got the win. They'll grow from it. A couple weeks from now in Big Sky play, I'll be a lot more 
involved in every play and you're wondering what's going on right now, I think they're feeling it out. New system, new OC, a lot of moving parts. On to the Bobcats. There isn't much to break down from week one, right? The Bobcats go out, they roll versus Utah Tech. Rack up 407 rushing yards in their season opener. True freshman running back Scott Trey Humphrey looks like a star in the making for the Bobcats. Eli Gilman, redshirt freshman for the Grizz, going to be a star in the making at running back. The Bobcats have a guy as well who really stepped up in, in Humphrey. Three touchdowns on the ground, 114 yards rushing on 14 carries. I mentioned last week, one of the big things to watch for the Bobcats in a game they were expected to win was how do they take a little pressure off Milan and Chambers this year, maybe near the red zone, short yarded situations? Because last year's key tailbacks that were returning, they combined for two total touchdowns, three guys. Humphrey comes out week one, rattles off three touchdown runs of his own. So the true freshman looks like he's ready to make a big impact. He might be the guy who can, I'm not going to say take the Bobcats over the top. It's an ultimate team game, I always say. But South Dakota State, North Dakota State, those are the teams that you're looking to beat if you're Montana State and you need a guy who's a game changer in the backfield and Humphrey can be that guy they can lean on. It looks like it's early. He's a true freshman, going to have your ups and downs. But I like what I saw week one. Well, I'm excited to see as well with Humphrey once it gets into Big Sky Conference play, a little steeper competition. How does he fare then? But got to like everything you saw from the true freshman in week one versus Utah Tech. Now, Tommy Mallott, he finished 8 for 14 passing, 157 yards through the air and a touchdown. Very efficient. Made some impressive throws. He also tacked on 79 yards with his legs. And Sean Chambers did his thing as usual, carrying the rock seven times for 21 yards and two touchdowns. Knows how to find the end zone. One of those guys, also, if you're a big-time football fan, go check out my Twitter and check out the clip, Dugan 406 on Twitter. Check out the clip of Sean Chambers blocking downfield from the quarterback position. You don't see that every day. He made, like, three great blocks on a play and absolutely leveled the guy. So, Sean Chambers, absolute gamer. Regardless of what he's doing for the Bobcats, you need guys like that on your team who are just going to go out there and compete in whatever role you give them. Heck of a team player right there. All right, so next up for the Bobcats is a marquee matchup with top-ranked South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits. It's a rematch of last year's FCS finals game, semifinal game, excuse me, not the final, semifinal game that the Cats dropped on the road. The conditions in that game, the playing conditions were absolutely terrible. It was winter, South Dakota. It looked more like a hockey rink than a football field. Dudes were slipping and sliding all over the place. It was icy. There was snow everywhere. And although Brookings, South Dakota is never going to be an easy place to play on the road, the Bobcats have a much better fighting chance going into Jackrabbits territory in a little bit warmer weather in early September and much better field conditions that make it a little bit more of a, I don't want to say even playing field, but when you're on the road already, you're already at a disadvantage. When you're playing on a field, you can barely run on. Huge disadvantage if anybody didn't watch that game. It was bad. It was it literally looked like running on a hockey rink. So that being said, that is a must-watch football game for FCS football fans everywhere, and I'd say just football fans everywhere. So we're going to really dive into that one more next week. Recap it. Check out the Big Sky Now this week. Other show I'm hosting, like I said, check out my Twitter, jdugan406, and we'll be posting Big Sky Now content there as well. And we'll definitely be looking at that South Dakota State-Montana State matchup later this week on that show because that's a big one. Now – this is one question to watch because I mentioned Utah Tech got obliterated 63-20 to, to 20 by the Cats. The Grizz now do take on Utah Tech on the road in St. George. Is this an opportunity for the Grizz to maybe send a little message and say, we can do what 
just what you did or even one better because you know the Grizz are always looking to one-up their rivals. Bobby Houck might not say that, but you do not want to have a common opponent with the Bobcats early in the season and let Utah Tech hang around late in that game. Grizz fans do not want to go through that experience, especially after the Butler game. They should have pulled away and didn't. So you don't want to see the Bobcats dismantle a team and the next week you go in and struggle versus the same team. So this is an opportunity for the Grizz, in my opinion, make a statement, clean up those turnovers, clean up the penalties, get the ball rolling in the right direction, go out there and make a statement win to the FCS, help the polls, all those kind of things, because you do not want to go in and have a 28-21 to 21 victory over a team that your rival just absolutely rolled against. Even though it's on the road, still, this is a good opportunity for the Grizz to make a statement. You don't, do not want to see a close game early in St. George and let this Trailblazers team hang around, because on paper, this should be a big win for the University of Montana. All right, let's get to those key players from the Grizz and the Cats from our show, The Big Sky Now. We're going to highlight one star from each team, and then we'll wrap this bad boy up. Thank you, as always, for watching, y'all. It's been a lot of fun. Happy to have college football back in our other fall sports. The action's definitely rocking and rolling in northwest Montana. This time of year, it is action-packed, no doubt. We also have flag football on the horizon, so we'll be talking about that next week. So high school sports are rolling. Grizz and Cat football is rolling. Even Frontier Conference is rolling. So, all right, let's get to those clips. First up, let's go with an obvious one, Montana State. Tommy Malott. He might be the best peer athlete in the big sky. He's the driving force behind the Bobcats' nearly unstoppable offensive attack, including their rushing attack. Last year, Malott racked up 1,061 rushing yards, 13 touchdowns on 167 carries, while throwing the rock for 1,700 yards passing, 1,698 to be exact, and 10 touchdowns and four interceptions. Malott can do it all, and he recently ended up on College Football Experts, Bruce Feldman's freaks list for his reported 4-3-ish 40 time. Here's what Feldman had to say about Malat in the article. Quote, the Bobcats staff raves about him. Light to the level you rarely hear coaches talk about a player. So let the gushing begin. MSU offensive coordinator Taylor Housewright had the following quote. He has a 4.0 in engineering, 6% body fat, a 39-inch vert. He's 210 pounds, smartest QB I've ever been around, 4-3, 40-yard dash, smartest human alive, will be president of the United States, high praise. Every father wants their daughter to date him, higher praise. Every mother wants to adopt him, even higher praise. Every wife wants him to be their husband's idol. Coach Housewright really putting on for his boy here. Hardest worker in the room, and this room includes Tim Tebow, Tom Brady, Kobe Bryant, and Derek Jeter. Like Feldman said, you rarely hear a coach give that kind of praise to a player. That's the kind of dude Tommy Malad is. Montana State head coach Brett Vegan had the following to say. He's a freak in every way, every which way, academically, community service, in the weight room, and on the field. The six-foot, 209-pound Malat, only entering his junior year, has 1,984 career rushing yards and 23 touchdowns rushing. He's passed for almost 2,200 yards. His 5-10-yard fly time this summer was 1.16 seconds. For perspective, former Montana State star Troy Anderson, who's now with the Falcons, he had a 1.22, and he ran a 4.4240 time. So, essentially, Malat is a freak athlete. So, it's pretty self-explanatory why every big Sky fan needs to know Tommy Malat. If they don't, they will after this season. He's arguably the best athlete in the conference right now. And that being said, that is arguably, you know, it's, it's you, all these dudes are great athletes. That being said, he's going to have a bigger target on his back this year. Everybody in the conference knows he is one of those guys and defensive coaches and players are tired of getting burned by Tommy Malott every week, so they're going to be really trying to game plan for touchdown Tommy this season. 
But too bad stopping him is easier said than done. So look for another big year from the kid from Butte, Montana. Looking forward to watching him once again. Next up, the Montana Grizzlies. We talked about one Montana school. Let's jump to the next. We got punt returner, wide receiver, and playmaker, Junior Bergen. He's returning for his junior year after making an impact as an underclassman for the last two seasons. He battled through injuries as a sophomore, but still managed to earn sophomore sophomore All-American honors and second-team All-American honors as a punt returner by Stats Perform and Phil Steele Magazine. So, Junior Bergen, the type of guy with another year of experience under his belt. I kind of expect a breakout season from the Billings senior product who has served as a running back, a wide receiver, and a kick returner, punt returner. Look for the Grizz to up his usage and turn Bergen into an impact player offensively this year. He has the potential to be one of the more explosive, dynamic players in the conference, no doubt. Look for him, the Grizz to get the ball to him in the short passing game early, sprinkle him in with a designed run. He could kind of be the Debo Samuel type of do-it-all receiver, play a little running back guy for the Big Sky Conference. So I know that's high praise, but one of those players that when the ball is in his hands, he makes plays. And if you're looking to win games, those are the guys you want to get the ball to. That'll do it for this week's episode of the Interlake Sports Now. I'm Josh Dugan, and thank you, as always, for tuning in. Next week, we'll be catching up with the prep sports action on another fall sports update. Plus, we'll see how the Cats fare in their big-time matchup with South Dakota State. And then we'll check back in on the Grizz, of course, out in St. George, how that went. I'm expecting a big win for the University of Montana. We'll definitely keep you updated there. Lots of fun. Thank you, as always, y'all. I'm Josh Dugan, and I'm out. Today's episode is brought to you by Nomad. Go to the Flathead's best manufacturer. Nomad is a longtime supporter of the local community and sports scene, celebrating 20 years of building great careers and mission-focused custom vehicles. Nomad, a Montana-based company making a global impact. Visit nomadgcs.com for more info. That's nomadgcs.com for more information.